You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 009. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, baby doll. Hey, beautiful. How are you? I'm doing so good. Hey to, to all of you junkies listening. So excited to have you here. Um, so we've got we've got a really fun... Uh, relationship topic for you today, but before but before we jump into you know the content, we got to get these mics warmed up first. Yeah, we got to you know I got a hot mic here <laughs> <laughs> for you SNL fans. Hot mic. Hot mic here. We got a hot, got a hot mic. mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, as you know, we like to kind of shoot the shit and warm up the mics first so uh that's something we were really really excited to share with you is mr smith has his own microphone i do it looks like a cylindrical darth vader it, re- it does and yours looks like a stormtrooper <laughs> <laughs> i should post a, a picture of them or something I, I was thinking about doing that taking a picture and being like his and hers mics for the pods we should do it with our thumbs up it and w- silly grins <laughs> <laughs> we would never do anything like that. No, no, never. We're never. always very poised. Way out of character. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys know, last uh, last week we shared with you that Mr. Smith was going to pretend like he was in his 20s and have a rip-roaring time in Vegas. That's right. Uh, so he just got back. I did. And I, I'm lucky to be back. Very lucky. I swear i he so he comes home and he tells me babe since i saw you last i think i've maybe had seven hours of sleep maybe (laughs) maybe i don't even remember and i'm like you swear i do i swear i'm in my 20s (laughs) you know what though to be honest i didn't I, i paced myself most of us paced ourselves we're pretty good about it you know and okay so he gets home like super late on Sunday night, right? Yeah. And and he's like groggy and like I just need to take a shower and go to bed and he's like I have so many stories to tell you. <laughs> and I'm thinking, "Holy shit, you can't go to sleep yet." <laughs> what are your stories? What are your stories? Like turning a movie off in the middle, you know. It was exactly like that. So, you have to share with them about about your party bus. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so a buddy of mine, he's like your cowboy hat, buckle, you know, uh, belt buckle, big, huge belt buckle, chewing Copenhagen, you know, NASCAR loving kind of cowboy, right? Like we're not going to say anything other than that. You make your own judgments. Yeah. <laughs> Use your own stereotypes. I think that creates a pretty good visual. <laughs> anyway, so he's got this RV from like 1976 that he... <laughs> And I didn't realize this until I got there. He's like, oh, I got this cool RV, and we'll take the RV, you know, we'll pack everybody in it, and everything will be cool. Well, we get there, and this thing, I mean, it looks like bad things happen in that RV. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> it does not look like fun things happen in that RV, but we made it happen. 
Like dangerous and or illegal activity. Yeah, exactly. I was like, this belonged to a stalker or pedophile or something ridiculous, meth lab. right? Yeah, no. Yeah, meth lab. Perfect. A port- Perfect. Meth lab it on easily could have been a meth lab. Anyway, so. Way to set the tone for our audience. <laughs> so we all pile into this thing. There's seven of us, eight of us. We pile into this thing. And we're off on our way to Vegas, right? And all the people in the back are partying it up, having beers, you know, loud music, strobe lights, the whole thing, right? We're just having a good time. And I'm in the kind of the back of the RV, and I'm like, do you guys smell smoke? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, it's cool, go on. And, I'm, and then uh, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I smell smoke. And then right <laughs> at that moment, the whole place fills with smoke, and they pull you know he pulls over to the side of the road apparently there was somebody also that was people were honking driving by the driver told us this later he's like the people were honking and driving by and we thought oh they must be doing something crazy in the back because we had this divider up in the front so that no one could see us drinking alcohol in the back right so he just thought that man they must be really having a blast back there Right, so you think like, oh, everybody's honking and like, right, right. yeah, like go to Vegas, woo, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then this uh, this uh, couple pulls up next to him, and uh, she's like, "You guys are on fire!" And he's like, "I know, they're crazy." (laughs) And and (laughs) she's like, "No, the bus is on fire." It's like it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. (laughs) It's a cardigan, but killer boots, man. Pull over. (laughs) Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Yeah! Kill our boots, man! Anyway, so he pulls over to the side of the road, and that's right about the exact same time that I was like, that, that the place filled up with smoke, right? So we pull over to the side of the road, we get out, <laughs> and the muffler is touching the framing of the RV and has caught fire. So one of the guys has a glass of whiskey in his hand. Jesus. And he goes to throw it. And this is like, what, 44 proof whiskey? And he goes to throw it on the fire. Yeah, that should help. And as he throws it, I put my hand over the top like, don't even throw that on there. <laughs> and he, he was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you stopped me. I was like, that would have, like, blown the shit up. You know what I mean? It's like a drunk Smokey the Bear. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. <laughs> That was me. Oh, we all come from that forest fires. <laughs> Funny. Oh, my god! So then we pour water all over it, get it out, you know, like cut the frame out of the, uh, you know, it, it was touching a piece of wood underneath of the bus. So we finally got that all taken out and got it fixed and we made it there fine after that. But I was sure I was going to be stranded on the side of the road. Oh, another piece of the story. We're just about to take back off and cops pull up behind us. Two cops get out of their cars. There's two cars, two cops. They come out and they're like, hey, is everything all right? And we're like, oh, shit. Here we go. They're going to line us up on the side of the road. One of the guys is bringing all kinds of crazy stuff with him. We're like, oh, man. It's a bachelor party. Right. Right? So, luckily... They get back in their cars. They're like, all right, well, everything's all right. You don't need a tow truck or anything. All right. You guys have a good night. Drive safe. <sighs> so we knew the trip was going to be great after that. <laughs> There's like, my story. You're like, well, that sets the tone. That's Yeah, that really did set the tone for the rest of the events that happened. Some of wow. them I can't share with you on the radio. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I do have an online reputation to uphold. That's right. If That's you right. could just keep your shit together, that'd be excellent. <laughs> anyway, so it was a fun trip, though. All in all, I'm good time. so glad, and I'm glad you. I'm glad you had a chance to just let loose, and mm-hmm. you know, he's been <clears throat> so good about rehabbing his arm, and uh, you know, he's been so limited, and. And just, you know, staying in bed all day and trying to get stuff done, but having limited mobility. So it's, I'm just glad that you were out to, you were able to be out and act like a normal, a normal Mr. Smith. It was nice. It was very nice. Um, it was. I'm so but I'm glad, glad to be back, believe me. You know I, how it is. Vegas, two days max. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my gosh. So good. So that, that's like the first thing that he tells me. And I'm like, okay, we haven't even gotten to like the strip club situations, you know, like all the, you know, bachelor stuff that was going on. I'm like, I'm nervous for all the stories you're going to tell me once you catch up on your sleep in the morning, but it was all good. They it weren't was all that good. bad. No, they weren't that bad. That was No hysterical. tigers in the bathroom, no babies in the closet, nobody lost a tooth. No face tattoos. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. No face tattoos. All right. So let's, let's jump in and talk relationships today. So... Um, as you know, uh, what we love to do at the Joy Junkie Show is we'll, we kind of uh, vacillate between, between talking about relationship-related topics, and we do that for two weeks, and then we'll take two weeks to talk about just general life stuff. So keep that in mind if you think, oh, this is always just relationships. How does it apply to my life? Or or vice versa, you know, um, where where you're like, oh, this is, you know, I really need help in my relationship. Just know that we, you know, switch back and forth. So we're starting two weeks of relationship stuff. Um, and this actually, this topic came to us from my Facebook page where some people were suggesting different different ideas. What is your Facebook page? Um, if you just go to, nice plug. <laughs> I'm too fucking see-through and transparent. Yeah. Like I cannot just pretend like that is normal. <laughs> I, you're the best sidekick. You're always trying to like really make it smooth and then yeah, I fuck it up. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah. Just you guys can always hang out with me on facebook.com slash the joy junkie. And uh, I was posting about the pod and somebody said, you know what? I would love to know what, what can I do or how do I manage my partner's dreams and goals if they're completely different than my own? And uh, then there was a couple other people who said, yeah, 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 that I would really love to know about that too. So I'm going to share with you a couple of concepts that I use a lot in my work. And and I just want you to kind of take this all in. I don't have major like step-by-step things this week. But I want you to look at these concepts and see if there is an application to your life, your relationship, uh, and, and uh, Mr. Smith was sharing with me that what he likes to do, and I didn't realize this at all, but he shared with me that he likes to get that, because he hasn't been privy to a lot of this information. Like, he doesn't hear me teach or hear me with clients, of course. So um, he says he tries to view this from, like, like an audience member and have the same questions that an audience member would have. Right. That's my job. That's what I'm here for. I think that's really great. That's so cool. So we're going to kind of bounce back and forth with that. The first concept that I want you guys to think about when it comes to this situation. So let's say, and we'll talk about a couple of different examples, but let's say you and your partner <clears throat> have some really different dreams and different goals and uh, and they're, they're big deal things, right? 
Uh, the first thing that I want you to look at is this concept behind compromise and settling. Okay, so you we hear all the time that relationships are compromised, they're compromised, compromised, compromised. And I really like to think of that almost like our operation system. You know, like how do we, how do we both be like the chief operation officer and make sure that everything works out so that we're both honored in the household? Right. That is a very, very different thing than uh, settling, like actually uh, sacrificing your character. So this is this is kind of the defining difference. Compromise is really about creating harmony, okay? This is um, one person might have to give up a little bit of something, but it's not that serious, right? Um, so in, in essence, you kind of both win, or if one doesn't win, it's not the end of the world. You don't feel like you've given up everything or you're in this state of sacrifice. Now, settling, settling is a completely different ball of wax because that's really, uh, like I said a second ago, a sacrifice of character. And what I mean by that is that there is something that you value. In, in, in coaching a lot, we do a lot of work around your core value system, and I'm not going to get get into that that much. But really, all of us innately have things that we need in our life for us to function at our most optimum uh, fulfillment, okay? For us to be the happiest we can possibly be. So, you know, like for instance, I have a very strong value around um, – uh, health and fitness. I have a very strong value around art and creativity. So if any of those elements were to be removed from my life, I would be significantly less fulfilled. So if you're looking at a situation where you're settling, you're looking at one of your core values or something that is integral to your happiness is being sacrificed. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And those are the kind of things that uh, you really should be on the same page with. I think before yeah. before you get to lockdown status, where right. you're like engaged, married, right, right. you know. And you know the other thing to mention too is that we we evolve and change over the course of our relationship. So, um, like since we've been together, I uh, decided that I didn't want to eat meat. You know, I was a, a vegetarian for a long time. Then I was a pescatarian. Yeah. This just sounds like hashtag first world problems. <laughs> hashtag. Hashtag high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> this is so LA of us. <laughs> oh my gosh. If the Mackles are listening, they are going to be laughing their ass off at this. For sure. We're having a first date with a new couple. We're having a first couple date. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. We're kind of nervous about it. We'll have to share it. We'll have to do the shoot the shit segment on that next week. There you go. And talk about it. Uh, but yeah, we're trying to initiate new couples to hang out with. Anyway, they listen to the pod, so it's it's. I don't know. I digress. Um, so that this is what I want you to look at, and you know, like I was sharing just a second ago, we there's been things that have changed through the course of our relationship. So um, I went through a place where I felt really, really strongly about ethical treatment of animals and kind of our place in the hierarchy hierarchy of uh, you know the food and all of that, um, and. And you really didn't. And you felt really strong. And I was so passionate about it. But for me, I wasn't, uh, it wasn't 
settling for me to be with somebody who didn't have that same thing. So um, it really didn't, it didn't call for much at all. But it, that, this is actually a really good example of our, my second concept, which I will share in a second. Um, but remember that when I... I do. And, you know, I... We were well into our relationship. Yeah, we were. And what I appreciated about it was is you didn't try to push your, that value on me. You know, you didn't try to make me a vegetarian and say, how can you eat that and, you know, make me wrong for choosing what I choose. Right. Right? So that I appreciated that you yeah. let me have my values. Well, I it, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank for, you. For that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this can be really sticky because there can be times when if you're together over the course of you know a couple of decades where where what you value and what is you know life and death to you um is it it, it changes like almost overnight like you see this if somebody if one person in the relationship finds god or finds religion and now under this new doctrine that they're a part of um, that they feel passionately about, that they feel contributes to their happiness, um, does not permit them to be, you know, with a non-believer or somebody, you know, whatever. So <clears throat> there's situations like that. Or like, let's say when you got married, you were very much on the same page about not having kids. And then, you know, unbeknownst to either one of you, um, you, you maybe you had the best of intentions of being in the same exact place and uh, you know one person all of a sudden 10 years 15 years later is like I want to have a baby and it's a deal breaker for me yeah especially if you set that up in the beginning that you both that you didn't want that right right yeah so so this one I wish I could say that there's like a really awesome easy answer but it's not and and this is one of the things that you'll see consistently from me as far as coaching goes. Coaching is about empowering people to find their own answers. So I'll always be giving you places to look and then it's up to you to follow your intuition, your actual internal voice and decide what your right answer is. It's so crazy to hear you say that because that's exactly what I tell my clients, but I work with the physical part of their body. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's all connected. Yeah. So, so here's what I want you to look at is the things that are in your relationship that, that, that feel vastly different to the two of you. Are they things that you can kind of compromise on where you can create some sort of harmony where you both would feel honored? Or is it something where one of you is going to massively sacrifice your fulfillment, your character, your core value system. Because in, in, in my opinion, to me, that's not worth, worth it. You know, like if we got to a point where, it, oh gosh, I mean, that's hard to even say. But like if we got to a point where you just were like, I cannot imagine living my life without having a baby, you know, having a child. Like I would have to, that would be really debatable for me because that is in direct conflict with what I truly want for my life and my happiness. Well, I so, really didn't want to bring it up on the radio, but... Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Stupid. But, Stupid. But what I'm okay, saying is, like, it, a lot of us have this. I mean, I think this is why we see a lot of people who get into their 50s or midlife and they 
have divorces after like 30 years because who they've become and what they value changes radically and then they also get to the point where they're you're so sick of living for other people you're sick of people pleasing you're sick of doing the career that you should do loving the relationship that you should be in you know and you're just like holy shit I'm not happy you know and people get to this place where they go god damn it this is not what I want so um so I I just don't I don't want to say that if you guys are on separate pages at your core of who you are, at your core value, um, that, that, that there's just a really great way for you guys to live in harmony for the rest of your life. It might not come to that. It might come to a really awful decision, right. you know, or a challenging decision, I should say. Yeah. So, but I really want to talk about my second concept because I think this one is easy, easy, more easily implementable in your relationship. And it's this concept of support versus making wrong. And this is what we were chatting about with um, with the whole vegetarian situation. Right. <clears throat> and uh, so what happens a lot of times in relationships is one uh, partner will be into something. So let's say I was into, uh, you know, eating healthy in this meat situation, right? And the other one doesn't understand what you're into. So it would have been just as easy for you to make me wrong and go, where did all this come from? Or you watch one video or you talk to one person and then now you've totally changed everything and, and not give me the space to feel what I feel or want what I want. That's true. And, uh, that would, I mean, that would have been a really easy stance. So, you know, I do have an example Years ago, and I actually have used this in some of my couple's products and stuff like that that I have available. Um, I use, I am very into shoes, right? Like anyone who knows me, I'm very into fashion. I love aesthetics. I love, I love that stuff. So I love shoes. And you used to tease me all the time and be like, God, you're like Imelda Marcos. You can never have enough. And God, I don't get it. Like you have enough. And, and it would make me feel like there was something wrong with me, right? And I expressed that to you, and I was like, "I it's something that I really enjoy, you know. I and it's not in, it's not hurting you and harming you in any way. Like, why do you give me such a tough time about it?" And you completely shifted that, like complete. And I don't even know if you really even recognize this, but but then you would start being like, you know, when Jess would come to visit, this is one of my best friends. When she had come to visit, we love to, like, just go on a shoe shopping spree and we'll, like, annihilate a shop in, like, 15 minutes. It's unbelievable because we have the same size of shoe. So we're like, here, try this. Hi, try, try this. Try this. Um, and then you would be like, oh, if Jess is coming to town, do you have a little bit of money saved away to go shoe shopping? And you would support it versus right. making me wrong about it. Right. Um, I, I guess, I, you know, I was just being the the, the typical guy, you know, just – giving you shit about your shoes it really didn't matter to me either way is just something i didn't quite understand you know right and but that it's just goes to show our instinct our instinct always this is not just you when we don't get something or we're not familiar with it or we don't share that same feeling and when it's new or foreign our instinct is to make it wrong or shut it down you know i mean i watch myself do that all the time and i have to go okay wait a minute have I do I have all the information yet to shut this down this this uh, adamantly right so uh, but this this can happen in any number of areas I mean um, 
even like if one partner loves to go out all the time, loves to be social. I've seen this quite a few times in my clients. And the uh, the other one loves to stay at home and just wants the one-on-one connection. They don't really need that social environment. So instead of supporting the other one and saying like, yeah, go out, get have fun, you know, did you have such a great time and support that, they say things like, well, why do you need to go out all the time? Why, why can't you just hang out? Why am I not enough? And it's like, well, well, that's because you thrive and are fulfilled by a one-on-one connection, whereas this other person thrives and is fulfilled through um, a large social, social environment or social circle. So it's not about the voting and all of that stuff and, you know, judging and saying you're wrong. It's really looking at, am I making them wrong just because I don't share that common um, thing, you know, whether it's a, you know, a, a belief, career path, what was that? Tattoos, piercing, that kind of stuff. Right, right. So, but you have to decide if it is a big enough deal for you. For instance, if it compromises, or I shouldn't use the word compromise, if it sacrifices who you are to support your spouse or goes against your core values, goes against your core belief structure, whatever, um, and if those words don't resonate, if it just doesn't feel right to you, like where you're like, that doesn't, at my gut, I don't feel right about supporting that. Like That's that. the question I was going to ask is, you know, people have to know what their their core values are first. Right. Before they can make that next step. And even, yeah, and that's why I said, you know, if those words feel too woo-woo right. or too, exactly. like, let go of that and just, just feel, feel your gut out. Mm-hmm. Like... Oh, that every time I try to champion my partner about their new religion, it doesn't feel right to me. Like I feel like they're being led astray or it feels viscerally like in my gut, like something's wrong. You can use that as your barometer right? in the beginning. You yeah, know? that's a good one. So, um, so the only stipulation, this is what I always tell couples, is if it is in no way a contrast to your internal compass, your knowing, your belief structure, your core values, you know, your gut, then there is zero reason to not support your partner. So just because you don't share or get it, you know, share that in, you know, like sports or like I could, remember I used to always make you wrong for liking sports. That's true. That's true. And you were like, you know, it's something I really enjoy and it's kind of shitty that how you approach it. And I completely switched it. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. I don't like it. It's not something I want to be around. But I don't need to make you wrong for liking what you like. It doesn't it mean no harm at all to support you instead of make you wrong. Yeah. If I was like avoiding work to watch sports, that's one thing. Right. But yeah, it was it was the fact that I'd be watching something, you come in and be like, oh God, oh, this, blah, blah. And it'd be like, that doesn't make it fun for me. Right. You know? Well, and then it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you just for liking what you like. And um, so that's why, you know, there's really no like easy answer to this because right. what if it is that your partner likes porn? And for you, that is in stark contrast to something that you can support. Now for me... I wouldn't give two shits because that doesn't that doesn't hinder my value system at all because I don't have a problem with porn. But 
So that's why I'm saying I can't make any hard and fast rules like this is settling, this is compromise, this is supporting, this is making wrong. You have to really use that gut, that, you know, internal compass um, to know, like, no, this really, really doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a good example. So, you know, and that's that's actually a good place to look for, um, am I not supporting this because... It's unknown and I'm fearful of it and I'm not familiar with it or am I not supporting this because I really truly with everything and who I am I cannot ethically support this if I were to sum this up and you can tell me if I'm wrong but it sounds like I will you're asking people, yeah you do <laughs> it, it sounds like you're asking people to stop being external and be internal when they're addressing these things yeah. Right? Yeah. Stop looking at the external factor and look at how the internal factor is causing the external factor to be a problem. Right. Right? Okay. Well, and also, so much of what we do in our relationships are autopilot shit. That's true. We feel something yeah. emotionally and we don't dissect it and we just act off of it. Right. We act off of emotion. Yeah. Think about, I mean, that's how we have road rage and shit like that. You feel something and you go with it. Yeah. Instead of going, wait a minute, what if I had a hand in this? What if I've been misleading about this? What if I haven't been articulate and spoken up mm-hmm. about how much this bothers me right. or what I need? Because it's never our fault. Well, right. Well, <laughs> right. we never feel that way. Right. Our tendency is always to feel like the victim. Mm-hmm. You know, like if only they would get their shit together. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, it's true. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you just killed that whole yeah, 30 just minutes. wrecked awesome. it all right there. <laughs> Um, So I hope that this has been been a little bit helpful for you. If you're looking at, you know, there's things that that you're on really different pages about. It really comes down to figuring out if it is a deal breaker for you or not. So take a look at your relationship. Look at if it is costing you a major sacrifice to who you are and your character. Um, Or if it's something that you can compromise on. Look at the way that you've been communicating with your spouse. Do you make them wrong for things that you just don't get or don't share an affinity for? Um, or th- is there a place where you could support them, where it does does you no harm to support them? Uh, and, and also, is there a place where you could speak up and say, I really feel like, you know, you just don't share this like for sports or shoes or whatever, and you make me wrong for it. And I would love it if you would just... You know, is there something you need to speak up about what you need? Is basically what I'm saying. So, yeah. you know, as you know, we we really try. It's like such like a sitcom. Like, let's wrap everything up nice and tidy in 30 minutes. And it, you know, it it really isn't like that. And this journey that we're on really does. Um, it never ends. You know, quite frankly. And uh, so if you're listening to this stuff and you've hung out with us and you're going, God, you know, I just, my situation is this or I've got this specific issue. uh, That's what I do. You know, I mean, that is what I do as a profession. And actually tomorrow. uh, Yeah, you got to launch. I do. I'm really excited. I've I've crafted after years and years of working with hundreds of different people and seeing the commonalities that they struggle with. I've created a really systematic coaching program. So if you're interested in that, um, again, cruise by the site. Make sure you get your freebies. 
Uh, and then if you if you're interested you can just click on work with me and you can see a couple of the different options that I have available you know if you're like I need more than this <laughs> I need you to tell me how this relates to this specific situation um, so yeah so check it out uh, and as always we love love hearing from you we assume that nobody is listening to us <laughs> <laughs> guilt trip right pack your bags we're going on a guilt trip <laughs> We assume, Guilty party of one. <laughs> we uh, so please on um, on the page on the website where there's comment section on the actual blog podcast part. We'd love to see your comments and hear from you, um, and just hear how this applies to you and maybe what your what your takeaways are. That'd be excellent. And as always, you can let us know on further topic ideas. So I think that's about it. Yeah. Right need, there, wrap it up. Thirty a, minutes. I need to uh, go get my workout on. Actually, that sounds good. I wish I could work out. You can watch me work out. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> I bet. You gonna do it naked? Absolutely not. Damn. There would be way too much flying all over the place. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. With that being said, here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith signing out. <laughs>